before I do that, there are three aspects of God's presence, okay? There's what we call the omnipresence of God. We all know that, isn't it? God is present everywhere. Even if you go to hell, he's there. <laughs> Jesus, David said, wherever I go, God is there. God is everywhere at all times. So we know the omnipresence of God. And then we have the indwelling presence of God, the abiding presence of God. That only applies to Christians, believers. If you're a child of God, God dwells what? Inside of you. But the third one is what I want, I've been talking about, what we call the manifest presence of God. See the manifest. The manifest presence of God. This one is where God actually shows his hand manifestedly upon a person. Where you can see and know that God is with somebody. It is it is exemplified by certain acts, by certain favors, by certain breakthroughs. And that's also when I say God being with you, I'm referring to that one, not the first two. Is that okay? So let's get that clear. This is the kind of presence when in Exodus 33, verse 14 to 16, we hear Moses dialoguing with God. And the Lord replied, my presence will go with you. And I will give you what? Rest. If you need rest, is this presence we are referring to? Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. You see, because Moses was insisting that God goes with them. And God said, No, I'm not going to be with you. I will give you an angel, an angel from my presence who will go with you. Moses said, No, I don't want an angel. I want you, God. To go with us. So God then assures him, and then God, Moses tells God, how can people know, how can anyone know that you are pleased with me and you, with your people unless you go with us? So one of the signs that shows that you are pleasing God is his presence over your life. How can people know that you are with us? How can people know that you are pleased with me unless your presence go with me? Then he says, what else would distinguish me and your people from all the other people? Are you noticing something there? <laughs> what would distinguish you, Leonie, from every other person? Leonie, what would distinguish you from all the teachers in whatever school you are? man. What? It is the presence of God. I hope you really get this truth. Eh? The only thing that will distinguish you from other people is not your pretty face. It's not your education. It's not the family you come from, but the presence of God. So Moses knew a secret that you and I ought to know and cultivate and what? Yearn for. And God assured Moses that what? He will go with him. Now I'm going to show you a few things that tells you that if God is not with you, regardless of whatever you have or you are, things are not going to work. <laughs> so I'll give you a few, and I'm going to go through fast. I don't think uh, you can catch up with me, so just let me flow. If you can, then you can. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 9, he says this. He protects the lives of his faithful people, but the wicked disappear in darkness. 
Listen to the sentence, this one I want to say. A man does not triumph by his own strength. A man does not triumph by his strength. What it tells is this, you can be a strongest person, you can have all kinds of strength, but you cannot have victory. You cannot prevail by your strength. So that is number one. Number two, chapter, uh, Psalm, Psalm 33, verse 16. No king is saved by his vast army. No warrior is de delivered by his great strength. Look at verse 17. A horse is a vain hope for salvation. Even his great strength cannot save. He's telling that it doesn't matter how many soldiers you have. You can go and ask what? The Arabs, Syria, Lebanon, and uh, what's it again? Egypt and Jordan. When they attack Israel, a small little nation, they were overwhelming forces. But a great army does not deliver you. God stopped all of them and gave Israel in 1973 what? A great what? Victory. What I'm trying, what the scriptures is trying to say, that don't think that you've got what it takes. It is the presence of God that makes what? All the different. It says also in Proverbs that the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory comes from God. You know, at times you can try and rely on some of your natural connections. You can try and rely upon certain things that you think gives you the edge or advantage of other people. But I can tell you there's one thing. The reason why this is so important is this. Then we all have got what? A plain what? Leveling field. Because if it was beauty, some of us don't qualify. If it was what? Good heritage from the family, some of us don't qualify. If it's education, some of us don't qualify. True or not true? True. But God has made it in such a way that there's one factor that any and everybody can get. It is called the presence of God. Are you, you, should, have had, you should have had a great amen over there. Hmm? Hallelujah. Because there are so many things that disqualifies us. There are so many things that others have more than us. But thank God, nobody has got what? The monopoly over the presence of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, let me show you how an example of this in the scripture. Psalm 44, and I read from verse 2 to 8. You drove out, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible, you drove out the pagan nations with your own hand. Then you planted and established them. It was by your power you uprooted the pagan people. Then you spread them abroad. For our fathers did not possess the land of Cana by their own strength. Hey, this 2019, whatever you are going to possess, that is of God. You cannot do by your own strength. So please forget it. Hmm. Our fathers, they did not possess the land by their own strength. This place is not going to be filled by our own strength. You are not going to marry by your own what? By dressing funny. <laughs> Hello? Are you here? You cannot do by your own strength by going to special parties. <laughs> I should have had a great amen from the single ones. Eh? <laughs> Nor did your own arm save them, but by your right hand and your arm and the light of your presence. God is the one who gave them the victory. 
It was the presence of God that gave them the victory. I want to jump because of time to about the story of uh, Joseph. In fact, no, let me read Deuteronomy, just show you something. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10, 13, and 17 to 18. When you have eaten and are satisfied, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Beware. Have you, have you ever seen here? Yeah, you don't see them a lot, but in Africa you see the gates. Beware of the dogs. <laughs> they put them on people's gates. There are some wild dogs in those houses. God is saying that because if you go without what any person who knows what you, the dogs can what? Sort you out. And God is saying, beware, you do not forget the Lord your God by failing to keep his commandments and his judgments, his statutes which I am commanding you. Otherwise, when you have eaten and you are satisfied and have built good houses, may you build good houses this year, hallelujah, and you have lived in them, when your herds and flocks, when your business has multiplied, this year you are multiplying. I decree that and prophesy over you. You will experience you never experienced before. When your silver and gold multiply, your finances will multiply. If you believe it, say a big amen. amen. If you believe it. And all that you have has increased. God said, I will increase you. <laughs> when I do that for you, verse 17, otherwise you may say in your heart, my power and my connection, whom I know, my uncle, the pastor, the whoever, my power and my hand has made me this wealth. But you shall remember, the Amplified Version goes on, with profound respect, the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth. The reason why I know that I will make it, the reason I know I fulfill my days because God is with me. The devil can't do anything about it. He may try, but his trying will help me to go what? Higher and higher. Oh, yes. How can God be with me and I fail? How can God be with you and you fail? By the way, one of the things that you need to really learn in your Christian life is to celebrate the intangibles. For the intangibles are more powerful than the tangible. (laughs) Let me just give you one. Should I give you one? Colossians 1.13. It says you have been redeemed. Uh, from the powers of darkness, kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of his dear son. And therefore, there's, the next verse said, there's forgiveness of sins and all of that. Now, this eh, should make you dance all day. But if some of you are here, who wants a new phone? Who wants a new car? If I tell right now, eh, there's outside there, Range Rover. Latest 2018, 6-8 plate, and I give you the keys. The noise you will make for one week. You see, it's because, but I give you this and you don't rejoice. It means you don't understand. You cannot celebrate material things more than the intangibles of God that I'm redeemed by the blood. I am forgiven. Oh my goodness me. <laughs> that Satan has no power over me anymore. A lot of the time we insult God and the blood. We think our problem is bigger than the blood. When he said it is finished, you should rejoice, you should exalt God. 
you should exalt, then the intangible will deliver to you the tangible. We are so materially prone that we can't rejoice. That we can't praise God unless there's money, unless we got a house, unless you got a husband. No! You got something more than that. The blood of Jesus. He said, you were purchased not with silver or gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus. This is not thing we should rejoice in. This is not thing that should make us so happy because I'm redeemed. Satan has no hold over me. He has no legal right over me anymore. That's why I can look Satan in the face and say, get out in the name of Jesus. And he will bow. And as I praise him, God would say, what can we do for, God can we do for her? Look at how she's praising me. <laughs> for God dwelleth in the praises of his people. For in his presence there are pleasures forevermore. <laughs> and as you bless the God of the intangibles, Amen. things will work for you. Amen. But we want to see before we do. That's why Jesus told what? Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen, who have not touched, yet they believe. Because the intangible is the most powerful force. We should not make insult God. Like somebody says, for me, you don't know my trouble. I've got a friend always, I don't, you don't know my trouble that I'm going through. You know, when, when they say that, just watch. They are insulting the blood. They are saying that God needs to do something more. Before the breakthrough comes, my goodness me, you don't know what Jesus has accomplished. I pray that you receive revelation. I, look, choose just to believe God's word. Use your will to believe God. You may not understand, but use your will. That if God says you are blessed, you are blessed. If God says he is for you, he is, God cannot lie. And that's what should make you happy and rejoice. Meanwhile, everything is going down. But you know that God is going to what? Lift you up. Hallelujah. You are never going to be down forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I see somebody's husband coming. Amen. The right man coming your way. In the name of Jesus. Amen. It will be the doing of the Lord. Not your own connection. Not your own connection. Not because you went on to, uh, what do you call them? Some dating site. Hallelujah. But you just happened to go to Sainsbury's. Hallelujah. You are just buying something up and some divine connection happens. Then you know it is the working of the Lord. It is not the working of man. It is the hand of the Lord that has made room for you. Yes. When God's... Look, ladies. Ladies, I want to talk to the, the single one. Caught the presence of God. When the, when the men see, they can't resist. Not their face, not the mascara, but the holy presence of God. That is upon you. Will make people attract. Will make you very, very attractive. Oh yes. Or you can choose to use pancake, mascara, two foundation, three foundation. The day the man that follows you is because of, and sees that the thing is white, but hey, I'm out of here. So, it is the presence. It is the presence. If there's one thing I long for, is the presence of God more than anything in this world. We stand that's why I exalt you, for you are my treasure. God is your treasure. Kabo Sadabaya. Seek God. Christine, seek God. Amen. There's nothing God cannot deliver to you. The presence of God. Mm. You remember uh, Gideon asked a question. When the angel of God appeared to Gideon, he said, Gideon, you are 
a mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. You know what Gideon said? Who knows what Gideon told God? If God is with us, how can we be in this dungeon? You see, he knew that if God is with any person, they cannot be in dungeon. And then the angel told him, go in this thy strength. Go in this understanding that God is with you. And I will prove to you that I am with you. I will give you only 300 men to destroy the whole Midianites. He started with 30,000. By the time they finished, there were only 300. That should tell you that is the hand of the Lord that will work for you. Amen. I want God to work for me. Everybody says, it's not John, don't pray, but it is the power of God that has enveloped me. May that be your portion as well. Stop complaining and murmuring and use that energy to court the strength of the presence of God. The presence of God is resting upon this church. Satan is defeated. Every power of darkness, they are crushed. They can't stand the presence of God. They can't. They may try to, but they will lose. And the Bible says that Potiphar saw. Say he saw. It means that Fidi Gadu, he saw that God was with Joseph. This year, may people see at your workplace, not just in church. I'm not referring to church. Your workplace out there, may they see that God is with you. Because whatever Joseph did, the Lord, listen to the words that are used in the Bible, the Lord made him to prosper. It was in his own strength. I pray that you get the new revelation of God's word. Whatever he did, the Lord made him. And Potiphar saw that God is with this woman. There's something special. Everywhere Joseph went, they saw that God was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made him. Why are you struggling so much? Why are you struggling so much? You must enter into his rest and begin to prosper. I'm not just talking about money. Everything you do, your ministry, your life, your relationship, it's all prospering. How can God be with you and Satan defeat you? Not possible. Somebody say, asking the question like, if God is with us, why are all these trouble? Then go in that strength. If you have a revelation that if God is with you, you must break through, then get that understanding and begin to move forward. And you will break through. God. When God is with you, your enemies are silenced. Amen. They may come against you one way, but they will run from you what? Seven ways. You'll be above and not be below. You'll be a difference maker. Amen. In your home, a difference maker. Amen. You are so unique and so special in your household. Amen. At the workplace, you are special. Amen. Because there's a hand, an unseen hand, an intangible hand upon you. Listen to me. <laughs> Whatever God wants you and I to do, the resources will not come from you, it will come from God. Amen. Therefore, you must learn, I must learn how to flow in the presence. Some fireworks is going to happen this year in your life. Amen. If you will court the presence of God. The presence is the key for me to everything else. The presence of God will make you avoid sin. Hello? Because you, you don't want to grieve him. Yes. And even if you make a mistake, you say, I'm sorry, and well, quickly recover. Hallelujah. Because that presence is what delivers things to you. And the Bible said the presence of God was with what? David. And Saul feared him. Because David knew, this Harold guy, don't touch him. Can't you see God is with him? 
Go and find somebody else and make fun with him, but not him. May that be said about your life this year. That no, 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 not that person. No. Let's go and find somebody else, but not that one. Because there's a force with that one. If you try it and attempt it, you'll be in trouble. I want that to be the testimony of everybody in this church. May the presence of God consume every evil that is trying to prevent you from moving forward. As a church, God must be with us. If God's with us, we will succeed. God will cause us to prosper exceedingly. This place may even be too small for us. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those who walk in the presence of God, they will see the glory of God. Amen. And to walk in the presence of God, it takes faith. Yes. To walk in God's presence. Because at times you don't feel what? Nothing. Everything seems to be what? Totally what? Upside down. But that is when you should what? Most believe that what? God is with you. When God's with you, the, the results are fantastic. The Bible says, 2 Chronicles 1 1. 2 Chronicles 1 1. Solomon, the son of David, established himself in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him. And God made him exceedingly great. Ah, this, this thing just makes me so. You see, please, are you noticing that who made him? All the stories I'm telling you, it is God who made it, it wasn't them own self, please. So if there's one thing you should put your energy on and you cry, you scream after, it's to make sure that God's presence is in a wonderful way all over your life. Amen. I see, thank you, Holy Ghost. The serpent, that devil, that demon, that has hidden itself for years around you that you cannot see. The fire of God is about to fire that thing. It Amen. will run. That thing will just... And then you find that things are working. So don't give up. Don't be wary <laughs> in trusting and believing God and living right and working right. Very soon, than you think, you will see the hand of the Lord. All your enemies you see, you shall see them no more. For God will himself will fight for you. It means that he behoves you to live in such a way that you do not what? Annoy God. Somebody say, can God be annoyed? <laughs> the annoyance of God is already set. You understand? It's not, it is already set. If you read the Bible, you can know what annoys God and what doesn't annoy God. So you know. Thank God he did not leave us in darkness. Would this annoy God or not? This one, I'm not sure. No, he has already said it's in the scriptures. Even Jesus, the ultimate Jesus, Acts 10, 38, could you put it there? Even Jesus himself, what made him successful was the fact that God was with him. Acts 10, 38. Is that it? It says that, let's go back a little bit, could you? How God anointed and consecrated what? Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with strength, ability, and power. Mm. How he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Yeah. Yes, could you work with me? For God was with him. Huh? God was with him. That is why all the things worked out, turned out right. So I think it's logic. 
that if there's one thing you should pursue more than it, during these 14 days or 21 days of fasting and prayer, do your own, add your own personal one to it as well. Say, God, please be with me as never before in my life. Give me a heart for you. I want to long for you. That is, I don't ask for I don't ask for heaven. I don't ask for I just want you to be with me. Amen. I don't want money. I don't want this. It is only you that I want. Yes. And God said, wow. You see, the person you love most that you attract, is that not so? They say something, out of sight, mind. So don't let God be out of your sight. <laughs> We think God, some people think of God, not you here, and for somebody who will listen. They think of God only on Sundays. Can you imagine a Christian? He think of God once a week when it's Sunday. Oh, Sunday is coming. So it means that God is out of what? Sight inside of your mind. You should think of God all the time. Then God's presence will, will be overshadowing you all. He'll prevent you from accidents. Do you know how many traps the devil sets for us? Do you know how many evil he plans against you and I, accident to kill us, to destroy and to steal from us, you have no idea. Look, I was listening with my wife yesterday on something, and the man was saying that the devil is really committed and determined to steal, kill, and destroy. Very, very determined. He doesn't play games. He's very, very determined. Therefore, you and I must also be determined to have God's presence with us all the time. Then when the devil plans, it will not stand. If he schemes, it will fail. What I'm trying to tell you that this year, don't focus on the devil, focus on who? The presence of God. And the devil will be taking, God will show you in a dream, hey, he's here. Hey, he's passing the short him out over there. He will tell you. Can you imagine we are finding, you see the devil, demons can see as we can see them. The way they, you don't know that. It's as if I'm blindfolded and I'm going to fight legion. Knowledge is very strong. You, you think I can beat him? I can't. So, and I'm blindfolded and we are in a ring. Hmm? I'm blindfolded though. And he's stronger than me, but yet he can't beat me. That's how it is in the realm of the God. Because God is with us, no matter how strong the devil, he can never beat us. Because if I'm blindfolded, all that, even uh, small Joshua can even beat me. You shouldn't attempt that you can beat me, you can't. But, <laughs> but let's assume that I'm blindfolded. All he has to do is to get a what? A couch, just slowly come and then will hit me in the is that not so? Is that what the devil will try? But you see, if you are walking in God's presence, he can't do that. I who am blindfolded, I'm whipping him every time he shows up. So may you also whip the devil in Jesus' name. Because God will expose him. There's a scripture I like so much, Psalm 89. For the word, the, the Lord or the rod of the wicked shall not rest on the righteous. And he says, the enemy shall not exact upon you. It means that the enemy cannot scheme and exact. I like that scripture. Say, Father, I thank you that the devil planned this, but he did not exact upon me. God exposes him all the time. Because you have made the Lord your God, your dwelling place, your pleasure, your joy. Quickly, my time is almost up. There are certain things you can do to have God's presence on your life. Number one, have daily fellowship with God. It's still the basic discipleship thing. There's nothing strange as some, something, you know, mysterious. Very simple. Have a daily communion with God. And please, don't have this kind of prayer life. Yes, I've done my 30 minutes. I've finished in Jesus' name. I've completed my obligation. No, 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 no. Who wants that? But you must have a yearning just to be with God and spend time with God. 
If I were you, I would spend time with God on a daily basis. Before even I leave for work, I go out. Or you do it in the night or the midnight. Number two, feed on the word of God. I wish I had time. Maybe next week I need to continue. This. God told Joshua, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Wherever you go, where your foot tread is yours. But then God tells him something else. <laughs> when you are reading the scriptures, especially there are conditions for the manifest presence of God. There are conditions to it. It says that if you will keep my commandments and obey me, then you will make it. Meanwhile, God has told him he's with him, nothing, everything is going to work. Then God tells him on the other hand that he has to live in such a way that God's presence will. Do you know that, for instance, if we are here as a church, if we want God to manifest here, he will manifest. How do we do it? But how we worship him, we love him, and create the atmosphere. God always moves in a certain kind of what? Atmosphere. Do you know that? One day I'll teach on that. When you create an atmosphere, God manifests. If you create a certain atmosphere, God will what? We'll say bye bye. I'm, I'm over. I don't like this one. Especially when there's a lot of what complaining and murmuring. God's presence will never be in that place. But where there's worship, adoration, and appreciation, even we as human beings, if any time I see you, I appreciate you. I express my love. Wouldn't you draw closer to me? But any time I see you, I'm criticizing you. When you see me, what will you do? You just pass by. It's a common secret. If people are avoiding you, it means that you are, your mouth is not good. True or not true? If people are always want to gravitate towards you, it means that you are somebody who always what? Encourages and helps people. So they want to be with you. It's the same thing with God. Hello? We call it romanticizing God. You are beautiful beyond description. You say that. You are so wonderful, God. Oh, man, I've fallen head over heels in love with you. You are so wonderful. What you do? You think God will not be happy? But then uh, God, you me alone, you say, I'm suffering. Uh, what's going on here now? Everybody is getting, uh, when are you going to visit? <laughs> that language means God, go far. The next thing you have to do is this. Feed on the word. Feed on the Bible. Feed on the word. It's all my administration time gone as well. Feed on the word. Let me just give you this one. Feed on the word. That one we've taught a lot in that, so I'll leave that. The other thing is, is seek to please God always. Seek what? To please God. Could you, let's look at John 8, 29. John 8, 29, the New American Standard Bible. Listen to this. John 8, 29. And it's very interesting. The reason why we have to see this. And he who sent me is ever what? With me. My father has not left me. Now, one of the ways to, I think one day I'll teach about the four philosophies of understanding the Bible and life. You have to negate something of this, okay? My father has not left me alone, which means the father can leave him alone. Okay then he's going to tell you why the father will never leave him alone. For I always, say always. always. I always do what pleases him. That is the secret. He said, God, so we are talking about the abiding, the manifest presence. If you want to have it, you must always do, this is even Jesus, the perfect man. 
The reason why, he said, the Father is ever with me. He has never left me alone. Amen. Because I seek to always do. Even in Corinthians, he talks about that. Paul said that whether we are alive or we are dead, we are always seeking to please him. Hello? If you would develop this and you have this, make it your yearning. Make it your passion to please God. Just make it your desire to make God happy. By the way, do you know that if you want to please God, it's not nice on the flesh. Hello? Your flesh doesn't like it. <laughs> it's not easy. Just as we read it there, it's not easy. Because at times you want to please your own self. Hello? How many of us have been there? All of us. You want to please yourself. God tells you, wake up and pray. No, I don't feel like praying today. The flesh is not willing. The spirit is willing. God tells you, do this. You read the Bible, it tells you, do that. But no, I want this. Hello? If you want to please somebody, mm, if you want some anointings from me, you know you have to please me. If you keep on upsetting me, you're not going to get it. Oh, it's a truth. I'm telling you, it's a spiritual truth, it's a reality. We keep on upsetting me. Anything I have, you're not going to get it. Even my own children, I tell them, I know I love them all the same, but when I'm dying on my deathbed, the one that has pleased me most will get better. I'm always saying that is the truth. Ah, haven't you seen it in the scriptures? Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Haven't you seen when they call all the 12 sons, you, Reuben, you were a man of unstable water. You went to your father's bed. You were unstable. You will find it hard. Judah. <laughs> then he praises him. Then he calls the other one, Reuben. This, that, you know. According to how you have. Hallelujah. I'm telling you a secret. Don't make your pastor upset. Because the pastor John is manipulating. I'm not manipulating. I'm telling you the truth. You may think I'm doing, but I am not. People that I treasure in my life spiritually, I don't upset them at all, no matter what they do. Somebody asked me, so if he hear that this person, I said, it's not my business. I know there's something I want from that man. That's all I'm interested in. The rest of it is business between him and who? And God. You have to understand this. So when you are relating to God, please God. Mama, with that. Make God happy. Do things that will make God very happy with you. Hello? Is that not so if he has man and wife? Hello? Uh, okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's between me and Uche, something. <laughs> <laughs> eh? If you have husband and wife, if you want a happy home, you must please what? Each other. Yes, Especially the man must please what? The woman. Is that not so? Yeah. yeah. If you keep on upsetting, upsetting, the house is not good. There's no peace in the home. And you are going to pray. It's not a prayer matter. <laughs> Please, there are so many things you shouldn't pray about. I beg you. There are things you people are praying about, so many things you should not be praying about it at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. <laughs> what are you praying for? Just love your husband. Make your husband happy. You are praying God. Touch my husband, touch him, touch him. Meanwhile, you are upsetting him. Stop upsetting him and things will be okay. Stop praying. Look, there are so many things we have religionized that just, just baffles us. Hallelujah. I always do. You see, when, you, when I read the Bible lines, 
I always do that, Father. Give me strength and grace to always do what pleases you. In areas I have not pleased, I'm sorry, Lord, give me that heart. Please bend my heart, incline my heart. I want to please you. I want to. Even that sincere prayer alone makes God like you. You may not be able to, but God will like you that you have such a heart for him. Yes. I want to please God. You should sing love songs to God. Let God feel good about you. When God looks upon you, the whole of life center, let you be the best person God likes most. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Determine that this year, you'll be the favorite of God in this church. Hallelujah. Determine that. And then you need to live and walk by faith. But without faith, it's what? Impossible to please God. You can't walk with God without faith. So, for instance, I don't feel God, but I know he's with me. First of all, when I'm not sensed, I, I need to check, have I sinned or not? My conscience at times is very sensitive. Okay, have I? Very, very. And I try to see, I'm saying, Father God, I'm sorry, and just flow. You need to walk by faith. In fact, it's impossible to please God without faith. For he that comes to God, Sister Jenna, you must believe that God exists and he wants to bless you. He wants to, he wants to fulfill and build that orphanage. Yes. Don't ask yourself how. That one live to God. Yes. Just praise him and believe him. That's all. Yes. Don't ask God how. To, look, never think about the how. Don't think about how your husband is going to come. Don't think about it at all. You confuse yourself. All you have to say, I bless you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I need the man to fulfill destiny with. You are bringing that man my way. And together, Father, destiny to destiny, power to it will be wonderful. Hallelujah. I will be a good wife, for thou hast blessed me. Yeah! Hallelujah. You are saying success. And then you don't know. You are minding your own business. It wasn't even in your thoughts. And God will make it happen. Hallelujah. Walk by faith. It's a whole topic. We've been teaching on faith a lot on Wednesday, so you know about that faith. It is so vital. Look, faith simply means that God said it, I believe it, case closed. God said, I'm redeemed. I am redeemed. I don't feel like it. God said, Satan has no power over me. Satan has no power over me. Do you know that Satan is very subtle? He, want, he tells you things for you to believe. Don't underestimate him. He makes you believe things that naturally seek looking. It seems as if it is so, but it's a lie. If God was with you, why this, why this? You should shout to that boy that is coming into a Shut up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Last night, I chased one of them away. Hallelujah. I put the thing to flight. It was running like a rat. Come on. Yeah. So shall you put your enemies to flight. Because you believe the intangibles of God concerning you. That if God be for you, who can be against you. Eh? He said, be not afraid, for I am, I will help you. I will lift you with the right hand of my righteousness. He said, only with your eyes you will behold and see the reward of the wicked. A thousand shall fall by yours, and ten thousand by your right. For you have set the law, and you have set your affection upon him. Therefore you tread down the lion and the other and the young other. You crush them, because you have exalted him in your life. Look, there's one thing this say you must pursue. Pursue this with all your heart. Amen. You'll find that things are beginning to work. By the six months, things will begin to turn around for you Amen. like that. Amen. Say, wow. You pinch yourself and say, is this me? Is this happening? Yes. Amen. Then you know it is the working of the Lord. Amen. Yes. 
things begin to, it will surprise you. Look, I want God to surprise, the supernatural must work, what, tangibly in our lives. I'm talking about serious people who say, yeah, yes. And God is willing to do that more than you can, and I can never imagine. <laughs> he wants to. But you see, we must please him. We must walk by faith. We must live by what? Faith. And then continually seek him. Number five, continually seek him. From time to time, I'll read this, this. So if I forget, tell Pastor John, come and remind us again about presence of God. We must continually what? Seek the Lord. At times, God's presence with certain people. This one is rare. At times, God will decide. Eh? Okay, I want to do something special in this world. Then God will come, look, look, okay. I will choose this person. So some of the presence of God, it has nothing to do with us. God himself in his own word, sovereignty, will decide to pick somebody. And the classic example is Mary. Do you think Mary was the only righteous person? Young girl? Yes, I'm asking a question. Do you think she was the only righteous person? No. But God decided, I think, of all the plenty young girls, I, I will pick Mary. That was God's word, sovereignty. At times, God can sovereignly decide to pick somebody that you don't like. <laughs> and say, Mary, you are highly favored amongst women. Amen. The Lord has located you. You are the one who will bear the Son of God. Amen. May you be somebody God picks this year. Amen. Chris, may God pick you in a special way this year. May God ask locate you and say, I have found a man after my own heart. Say, you told us, Saul, Saul, I have forsaken you, but I found myself a man whose heart is for me. See, if your heart is for God, then God will locate you. Because David was like that. In the wilderness where there was nobody there, just with sheep and goats, David would be praising God, singing his song, praising him, praise. Nobody is there. Nobody is not in church. Nobody will see him in secret. And people say even David was born out of wedlock. That is David's father committed adultery and he was born because he said, in sin did my mother what? Conceive me. That's why when they were counting all the sons, he wasn't counted. They didn't even count him. He was not counted. He was the one in the bush. All the seven men came. Even the prophet was deceived. When Eliab came first, said, surely this is the Lord's anointed. Then God whispered to Samuel. Man looks on the Outward, but I look in the inward. Someone said, Okay, God has said, Eliab, go. Next one, God said, No. Third one, No. Fourth one, No. They finished all the seven, No. Hey, then someone himself was getting confused. What's going on here? You brought all your sons. It means that David was not even counted, he was a son of sin. And then someone said, no, 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 there's one more. So, oh, yeah, 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 we remember one, you know. <laughs> He's not even counted. He's in the bush there looking after goats. Someone said, we will not sit down till he comes. Because he's the anointed. God's heart has found that boy. Amen. May God find your son like that. Amen. They pour the oil upon him. Say, David, you are the next king of Israel. Shall we stand? May the presence of God carry us as individuals and as a church.
May we call to the presence of God. May we seek to please God. May we seek to honor God. Let's have a heart for him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God will cause you to trade your sorrows for joy, your sickness for healing. God will bring you out of every prison door. He will break through and grant you your heart desires. Father, we thank you. Just ask God to help you throughout this year that you will court his presence above and beyond everything else. That you really will let God feel that he's number one. He's your treasure. He's your silver. I think Job 22 talks about that. Could you give me as we use that to pray? Job chapter 22. I think it says, if you will throw away your gold into the brooks, I think verse 23 or from 22 going, may that be your prayer, that is my prayer. Yes, Lord. Talk to God. God loves you. Look, God cares for you. Don't look at your mistake. Don't look down. That you don't, please don't do that. Yes, it's a new beginning for you. Just make a quality decision and God will help you. He says, if you return to the Almighty, and submit and humble yourself before him. You will be built up. This is even for the person who said there is foolishness. If you return to the Almighty, God will build you up. You forget your foolishness. If you put away unrighteousness far from your tents, that is far from you. If you lay gold in the dust, that is material things, the gold of offer among the stones of the brook, considering them of little value. If you devalue material things, listen to the next one and make the almighty your gold. If you make God your gold, if you make God your precious silver treasure, Father, help us to make you our gold and our treasure. Then he says, and you will have delight in the almighty, and you will lift up your face to God. Listen to what will happen to you. You will make your prayer to God, and he will hear you and you will pay your vows. Verse 28. You shall also decide. This is what I like, Harold. You see, when you get to that place, and that's where I'm long to be, you shall decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. <laughs> Mean that God, will, your mouth and your words eh, will become like God himself. And the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Father, this is what we long for. This is what we are crying for. Labro Shaga, talk to God, talk to him, talk to him. Use this as a prayer. He says that when people are bowed down, you say there's a lifting up. You can even lift people who are down. Hallelujah. 12, verse 29. He says, when they make you low, you will say there's a lifting up. And the humble person he lifts up. And he says, even the vile person, even the sinner will be saved by your hand. Verse 29. Talk to God. He's helping you right now. He's helping all of us. He's helping all of us. He's helping all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Kadori Imrasagaya. Nabronda, speak, speak in a spirit. Let your spirit pray to God. Let your spirit yearn for God. Let your spirit cry out for God. Let your inner man cry out for Him. Yes, Holy Ghost. Help all of us. Help us as an entity, as a church. Oh Lord, we look to you. Forsake not the works of your hands. Don't forget us, oh God. Give us hearts for you, Lord. Visit us mightily, Lord. Manifest it, Lord. 
Bless the works of our hands. Bless our going out and our coming in, O oh God. Strengthen us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I sense God's grace mightily upon us. In amazing ways, that words cannot, I'm telling you, I can sense the intangible presence and what God wants to do with us. I pray that the enemy may not trick us into being dislocated or being, what, mispositioned. We will see the wonders of the Lord in the land of the living. Hallelujah. So, Father, give us grace. We look to you and we say it is not by might nor by power, but by your spirit. It's not how we will or how we run, but it's by your mercy, so God. If you are here, don't think, oh, I'm disqualified because I've done. Don't do that. Just if you know something you need to repent, just say, Father, I'm sorry. And behave as if you have not done anything wrong at all, at all, at all. Because it's all by grace. Because of the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't look at your performance, but look at his promise. Father, I thank you. I bless you, Lord. Let your presence overshadow your people, Lord. Let them know the tangible presence of the Almighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Amen. You may take your seats.